0: What's going on, everybody? Is it hot in here? Or is that just me? No? Oh, you... it's the burning. do another episode of Cat Dead Details Later. I'm Josh, as always, and I'm uh, talking to Cole, as per usual. Uh, how's it going, Cole?
1: Oh, man.
0: <laughs> Did I get you with that <laughs> one? 1981's The Burning.
1: I, I am amazed I haven't heard of it until yeah. now
0: apparently it's like pretty popular as far as like classic horror slashers go and i had never heard of it until i was scrolling through shutter and i saw the thumbnail for it and i was like hell yeah that's that's a cool looking poster let me give that a go on a whim while i was painting and then uh it just turned out to be such a i guess not so hidden gem
1: yeah like it it seems like a big deal there's so many people got like I, I'm not even gonna say necessarily their start. Some people did get their start, but for some people it just seemed like a, a pretty significant stepping stone mm-hmm. uh in their in their journey. Like and, and and not even just actors, I mean like all the all the behind the scene folks too.
0: Yeah, you know, the old uh <laughs> the Weinsteins. We don't really need to talk about big H, but uh Bob uh got his start here as well.
1: Also Tom Savini is one of the first names that I saw on like the opening cred yeah dude that's a guy that like i just keep building like this constant stream of respect for him realizing how many things that i love he's been involved in oh yeah without he's... me even knowing.
0: yeah i had no idea until uh pretty recently but he's the actual man like he's the dude
1: he's he's just so cool yeah like every every time i hear something new about him I'm i'm just so impressed
0: cool. well i think if i read correctly he was supposed to be working on either halloween or uh uh, what's that other what's the other one with uh
1: oh friday the 13th yeah
0: thank you i was gonna say nightmare on the 13th and i couldn't my brain (laughs) wasn't getting there the hot dogs are really creeping in uh but yeah i think he was supposed to be working on the sequel to one of those or working on one of those i don't really know how this falls in the timeline but then scheduling conflicts or something happened I'm really doing a good job of this in-depth journalism. Anyway, he ended up working on this movie, and I'm very glad that he did.
1: It sounds like he had a bit of a, a bit of a time crunch, too, for designing, mm-hmm. uh, I think, Crop- the the Cropsey Killer, or just Cropsey, whatever the, the villain's name is. Cropsey? It's Cropsey. Three-day deadline to do the makeup.
0: That's not a lot of time. Yeah, the first time I watched this, because I've seen it now twice in the past week, um... I was wondering, as soon as I heard the name, I'm like, oh, I wonder if uh, I wonder if this has anything to do with, like, that Cropsey documentary that I watched. And uh, It's 100% was based on
1: that urban legend. Which 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 which, which, which one is this? Are you pulling my leg? Start talking, and I'll <laughs> let you know.
0: If... <laughs> the only reason I'm confused is because I'm pretty sure we watched that doc together, but... Um... Cropsy was this supposed, he was kind of like the boogeyman of, um, like New York city. Uh, and he was like a name that parents would give to their kids that he would like come and take them away if they were being bad. And then it turns out that there was just like an actual dude on Staten Island who like worked as a janitor at this. Um, I think it was like a, like a dimwit school. And, uh, Sorry, that's not the proper nomenclature, but I've been watching a lot of Always Sunny. Um, anyway, I think he like abused a bunch of kids and eventually like killed and uh, buried one of the little girls on the property of the school. Uh, after he was like fired and he was like living in the woods and stuff. It, uh, anyway, very cool documentary that I'm pretty sure, if memory serves, is called Cropsy.
1: Pretty pretty spooky stuff.
0: Yeah, I think actually that story also uh, the the real story. I think was a lot of inspiration for a couple of the characters and settings in the first season of true detective
1: oh cool yeah oh man that that, the i've only seen the first season but that was very unsettling
0: oh man it i still contend that that season is one of the best single seasons of television ever made
1: the opening scene actually kind of managed to surprise me and that was like so i you know the there's the uh, trope of summer camps for horror and it's a wonderful setting i can see why so many people would want to write a horror in a summer camp setting Mm -hmm. Um, mainly just it gives you a really a very easy setting for people to not be able to easily escape there there are various other factors that make it intriguing well yeah but this... like
0: it plays on say you're like a kid going away to a summer camp especially if you're like a young teen or even advancing in your teen years like you're battling with the insecurities of being a young person away from home amongst a bunch of other like little cretins so like that definitely plays into it as well
1: oh and uh, even for the older characters It creates relatability on everyone's end because as the uh, camp counselors, you can't leave for another reason, which is the responsibility of you were tasked with looking after people. Um, But this opening bit, you've got a bunch of campers talking about playing a prank on, uh, I think he's the the, the groundskeeper, Mm -hmm. But, but it's super vague. And I think that at one point, one of the kids was like, oh, I can't wait until he sees it, but he doesn't say what it is. But they sneak into his little cabin, set something up, and then they they start just like tapping on his window mm-hmm. to get him to wake up. And first off, just that alone would be an unsettling way to wake up.
0: Also, they're not. They make. They may have started tapping, but it turns into like them like just <clears throat> fucking hammering on it with their palms.
1: Yeah. But the bit that got me was when this guy wakes up. It's this is like an actual what appears to be like a rotting severed head. Yeah, <laughs> scared the
0: piss out of That would scare the piss out of me now if like I just like saw it in daylight, not having just woken up.
1: The the thought of waking up. This yeah uh, yes I would be I'd be so scared. You know, based on um, the fact that
0: it looked like it was a hell a real skull, it was probably smelled like shit because it was full of mold and like rot and worms and stuff like wh- where the fuck did these kids get that head
1: i don't know what i was expecting but not that no that was a big um, surprise so this guy of course freaks out he knocks it over and his bedding or blankets catch fire so fast yeah
0: did he shower in lighter fluid before going to bed
1: like yeah, I can't I can't sleep unless I douse my blanket in oil. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's good for the skin. Not much of a spoiler. This guy gets badly burned. He runs out of the the cabin. He's on fire, which I thought was funny because I, I think that this is a film that was never meant to be viewed in high def, and you can clearly see that the guy within the flames is like just wearing a full on flame suit, like including the model. Um
0: Yeah, that's that's but, the problem. Is you got that big ass TV, it ruins all the magic.
1: Uh, I, I've actually I've been considering trying to get a television specifically reviewing like older movies
0: Get a VCR and that would be really fun
1: This scene here in the hospital I was grinning ear to ear the <laughs> entire time Because you get two, two doctors and they're walking And one doctor starts talking to the other doctor about the burn victim And I'm just picturing how other people would perceive this guy Oh yeah man, David he's a talker like <laughs> but but i mean like yeah you're like in like he's telling the story like, and i mean like this is one of those things where like it, it's great as a viewer for the sake of being entertained but if i've met a guy in real life like i think i think he would start talking about oh man you've never seen this this guy's an absolute freak i would kill my I'm like whoa hey are hey, David? you a doctor <laughs> who let you in here do you you always talk like that? Like, what? what's happening here? I mean, and, and to be fair, I think I kind of speak like this sometimes, so I can't really, but, uh, wow. <laughs> like, can, can you, like, I just pictured like all like, these people like crying in the dad room, like, did David scare you again? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, he, he's just really drawing out each word and just like, weaving the tail in front of you. Yeah, I mean, they really do a good
0: job of establishing just how fucked up Cropsey is. And I don't, like, it. the timeline, like, situation is a little bit difficult to follow here. Like, I don't know how soon after his burning he's, like, this scene takes place. Eventually, uh, the dude who's going off about uh, how badly burned this dude is um, eventually gets the other, the new doctor on on on, on campus to come and take a look. And then Cropsey's arm just bursts out of the curtain and grabs our show-and-tell guy. And he looks like, okay, first of all, he looks freshly burned. Second of all, kind of looked like a really good, like, brisket.
1: I knew you were going to (laughs) say, at some point in time. Yeah, I mean, like, he looks gross, but also kind of delicious. So Cropsey's all fucked up. This is a perfect 80s slasher if you were in the mood like you love friday the 13th you like the elm streets you love halloween and you're looking for something that you might not have seen before this knocks it out of the park and this scene here in particular is like cliche like like he just shoots his hand out and grabs this guy like he's not gonna escape the hospital or anything yeah um, I-,
0: I think also before we get too deeply into this i know that i've said to you probably conservatively like 500 times how i'm like not really a slasher guy, and I know that I've said that on the podcast a few times. After watching this, I realized that's not even true at all. Like, I actually really like them. I don't know what, I've been like fighting this internal battle telling myself that like, slashes are dumb, and like Like, I don't know. I just don't, like, really get the point. They're kind of, like, stupid. They're fucking rad. They're awesome. 90% guaranteed to get at least one pair of boobs, which is always a plus. And they're usually funny. You get cool original kills. Uh, The dialogue can be great. Some of the acting can be amazing. I apologize. I'm walking it back. I'm a slasher guy now. I'm sorry for what I've I've done.
1: Welcome to the club. Slashers are kind of, like... The McDonald's. Exactly. To, like, of course. Like, I mean, who doesn't like a nice, proper home-cooked meal? But every so often, you're just like, oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, no. I want and the s-
0: Some Slashers are, like, that perfect burger that just came off. Like, like, you ordered, and then they made it, and then it came to you, and you ate it within 30 seconds. And it's just, like... The grease is dripping. It's almost too hot to eat. It's perfectly seasoned. Everything is just coming together. And you don't spill on yourself. And you don't get, like, don't pee your pants and have to go into the bathroom and, and try and, like, make it look like you just, like, washed your hands and then didn't have any paper towel. And, you know? <laughs> sometimes a movie is like that
1: you know and like you're trying to describe everything to your girlfriend but she doesn't believe you she doesn't believe you because this, this is the third time it's happened this week But <laughs> and then she's like looking at you like like I'm not your girlfriend I told you to stay away from me get out of my apartment okay, like.
0: now it's getting too real he's getting released from the hospital and there's a nurse talking to him as he's being escorted out in a wheelchair and she's saying like you know, you shouldn't blame those kids. It was a horrible accident, but you shouldn't hold a grudge. And, um... Oh, one of my favorite lines from that is they're like, The skin grafts just didn't take. I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure that if they if they don't take, don't you just die?
1: I... don't... know.
0: <laughs> you can assume that Cropsey is in a pretty severe amount of pain. And then he goes... To get the sweet touch of a woman, in whatever way he can, she doesn't take kindly. In fact, <laughs> when she find, she takes him all the way up to her apartment, finally sees his face after like starting to get undressed, and is just like,
1: "Please
0: leave, just go." <laughs> like, like that's pretty bad customer service.
1: I, I felt like this scene was interesting because, like, I I get the whole angle of like he wants he wants revenge on these campers. But this scene, I guess, is just yeah, like it it establishes that he is now ready to kill.
0: So anyway, we get two new campers.
1: Yeah, I I thought it was kind of interesting that we change camps. They're all we get all these kids playing baseball, having a good time.
0: (laughs) But I I, want an intro to this camp.
1: I had to do that like really quick rewind because this is the first role I've seen where Jason Alexander has his own hair. I think the only other time I've seen him with hair. Uh, was when uh, my mom and my sister were really into. I, I don't know if it was CSI or another similar type it was of show. Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds. I remember that episode. Everyone remembers that episode, <laughs> even if you never watched the show. Like I don't think I ever uh, actually sat down and threw a full episode, but I just remember walking into the living room and whatever was in my mind just completely flew. Out and like, oh, hey, hold up, because um, <laughs> the whoever did his makeup, I mean, like.
0: Didn't he have, like, long white hair or something?
1: He had, like, long white hair <laughs> yeah. and, like, the most hilarious facial hair in relation. And the funny thing is, as as silly as it may have looked, this guy's supposed to be a serial killer. And, I mean, like, if you want someone to stick out, like, a sore thumb and, like, the yeah, that's the guy type of sense, <laughs> I, I think that they did a pretty good job. And I, I also really enjoyed, you can see that, that this guy can act, Right. Um, oh yeah you can walk away from like, okay like I, I actually think that this guy has a career ahead of him and it was really nice to see him play a character that i didn't expect where he he's he basically plays the cool guy he's the funny character but he's also neat in like the sense that he is like sticking up for like the little guy right And oh yeah like, he, like he's the ultimate dude th- this film is interesting in the sense of it's got all the the flasher the, the cliches right the, the things that are they're so bad that they're good, but it's also got a lot of actual, just straight up good elements. Like I, the characters, we get such a range of. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like, there's not a lot of diversity. There's there's a lot of white people here, but <laughs> these the
0: exclusively white people? I I,
1: I I can't. If there was a single non-white person, I don't think that. Uh, yeah, like very in the background. I only remember. Yeah, it's 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 a, a white watch film, but the the actual characters, right? Like we got a pretty good amount of personality types for the the summer camp approach, and I think his name is just Glazer. Or oh yeah, Glazer. I laughed almost <laughs> every time that guy was on screen. <laughs> like, like he's a perfect clown. He's written in a hilarious fashion. I don't know if you were supposed to laugh, and he is clearly older. Than like half of those counselors oh,
0: yeah he's 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 a full-on grown man he's also like i feel like he's written very specifically making fun of a bully that the weinsteins must have had as children at camp because he's very specifically like super muscular and a total asshole and then like in every scene, basically, he gets his comeuppance. And even later on when he's banging and then it only lasts like 30 seconds. It's like, yeah, i will fucking show you. Push my head in the toilet. Before we tarry much further, I have to say, when we come upon Jason Alexander, he's talking with uh, one of the counselors, Eddie, who's going on and on about this girl's ass. I know it was a different time, and man, even by 1980 standards, like that that kind of feels like if it, it feels like a guy who's 13 who's like trying to act like an older dude to his friend.
1: Good luck impressing impressing those 2020 kids. <laughs> this is one of the funniest instances of like inflation that I've ever seen happen. <laughs> <laughs> and like, if I could get a stock chart to represent. The ideal ass size from 1980 and like right here something really fascinating happened but after the crash of 1970 where small was actually really popular right up until 1985 you know it kind of leveled out until about 2005 and then it just blew up we, we've been in a bull market for like the last 16 years Let's get our head on the game, man.
0: So there are a bunch of people in this film who are getting their start. It was Jason Alexander's first film. Um, Holly Hunter is an actress that uh, was pretty popular in the 90s, and uh, she got her start in this movie. Um, There's a dude called Fisher Stevens who, when I saw him, I'm like, oh, yeah, I fucking know that guy. The only thing I've ever seen him in is Always Sunny, and he plays that critic who gets kidnapped and locked in their office. Which is a very good episode um, But I'm like yeah that, yeah that dude's like pretty famous right like I've seen him In a lot of stuff no I just watched that episode like 20
1: times So anyway good for him <laughs> This film made me feel Nostalgic for a time I never experienced in the sense of like They actually did a really good job of setting up like the summer camp Where it looked fun mm-hmm. they, They've got like the, the old You separate you got the, the girl's cabin The boy's cabin But I like that they, they did a pretty good job Of like showing both of them separately and like actually getting like a little bit of screen time with each mm-hmm. as opposed to following the same characters
0: yeah we actually get a lot of room to breathe with all of the different kids for a while
1: yeah like it's they, they set the scene really nicely here but they did kind of like a, a good little red herring scare at the beginning with the shower scene where like this girl's going for shower. first off this shower looks amazing the outdoor shower is always a very appealing looking thing in my mind but someone is creeping and, you know, you're kind of led to think that the killer could already be in play. I think that there's yeah. a few scenes Yeah, near the beginning. Seen,
0: like, even when we were playing baseball, there was already a scene where the ball gets chucked into the woods. And one of the, I think her name is Spider. We know, like, we see these this pair of shears that had been used to kill the sex worker, but 10 minutes ago. Or that's too much time. Anyway. We see the shears, and we're like, oh fuck, we know that the dude is here, and he comes very close to getting her, but she finds the ball and gets out of there.
1: You know, with with the shower scene, at least, it turns out that it's just someone from the other camp.
0: Yes, they do a very good job of subverting your expectations when you hear someone creaking around uh, while, what's her name, Sally? Uh, While she's showering, you hear the creak a few times, and in fact, the first time, you could brush that off as being nothing, but it's definitely something. And that something is a timid little Jewish boy called Albert.
1: That kind of segues us into meeting the uh, the cool counselor.
0: Wait, <laughs> which one's the cool? Oh, wait. Uh, shit. This is the... Hmm. Glazer, Glazer finds out that, that Albert checked out his, his quote-unquote girlfriend when I don't even think they're together at all. So then Glazer threatens to basically murder Albert. Uh, in a very macho show of bravado and then cool counselor whose name i think is joel no Uh, it's uh (laughs) maybe it's todd i know that he well we find
1: out later that we've met him before in a, a good chuckle or two during that scene where todd is like really giving glazer like the 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 1980s counselor smackdown that i think you touch that kid and i'll freaking kill you man yeah. <laughs> well, it's, right, a good, like,
0: it's a very good like pick on someone your own size uh situation
1: i also like that scene that we get i think it's shortly after where alfred and jason alexander and fisher stevens character and someone else they're all hanging out at the dock and like Glazer pushes Alfred into the water mm-hmm. even though he like he can't swim.
0: Yeah, real dick move.
1: These guys all help him out of the water and then they get like a was it a BB gun or something? That was my
0: question. So, I think that there was a thing that existed in the 70s and 80s called a water pistol and somehow it either used water pressure to shoot a BB or maybe that was just a BB gun, or maybe it just shoots water at very high pressure. I just remember reading like Archie comics and having that be like a thing. So I've been trying to figure out what that thing was, but I haven't been able to determine exactly what that ancient artifact might be.
1: Yeah, either way, they they get them, and it, I I don't know. I just thought like they, they did a really good job with this scene. Like they they oh, there's just such a unnecessary but good amount of setup. Or, like, lead up to it. Like, they really have way too much time. Oh, yeah. This guy with the BB, it's like, like, they're up. And just does,
0: it. like, such a good, like, delivery of this these lines. Like, there's going to be four commands one, yeah. ready, two, aim, three.
1: Alfred, my boy, this is going to be the best day of your life. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I read somewhere that initially Kropsky was going to make an Earlier in the film, and they ended up like cutting a bunch of stuff to make it more more mysterious to kind of like have some uh, make make it a more interesting reveal later on. Okay. So yeah, who knows? But uh I did like that the they take an angle of after we've gotten to enjoy a bunch of time at this camp, they take like a canoe trip to go camping away from the cabins and stuff, oh, yeah, which makes them the older even kids. more isolated. Yeah. 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 And it's and it helps uh cut down the amount of people in a really believable fashion it
0: gets them stuck in a in a way that like they are like you said more isolated it makes it, it's just so very convenient but also very believable
1: uh, and of course we get the the campfire scene which this was actually man like man this is just a fun movie like this guy is just really spinning the yarn and you get a bunch of like oh all these campers look scared um there's that one well, he's young telling, lady. telling he's
0: like, telling the urban legend of Cropsey
1: hmm um th- there's one young lady that I, th- I at first glance i thought it was cory feldman um <laughs> <laughs> but she looks pretty frightened but one of the, the other counselors ends up like running out at them with a costume which i wasn't expecting uh yeah n- n- nice little small small scare there for you yeah, keeping it fun yeah and th- this is just uh, like f- from this point in the film i think the moral of the story is uh you know don't don't split the party because once people start, you know, going separate ways, people start dying pretty quick.
0: Now you and I play a D and D game uh, with a group every Monday, and I've been trying so very hard to implement the buddy system, and it seems like it finally caught on. But we've been doing that now for over five years, and it took us over five years to realize that splitting the party and at least not having one buddy is a terrible idea.
1: C- Cropsy's pretty efficient. I'll give him that.
0: Yeah, you know what, this dude. I mean. He was wasting his talents as a gardener.
1: I like to picture, like, Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers sitting down over, like, a couple of beers. Like, uh, you know, what's this guy's name? Cropsy. Now there's a guy that could kill a teenager. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, he killed a boat full of kids at one point.
0: I do, like, I think that there are a couple see a couple of instances in which the garden shears themselves are used in a pretty clever way. But overall, it's, like, a pretty silly weapon. It was chosen to try and differentiate it from like everything else that was out there. I don't know. You got to do something.
1: I think that was one of like the problems I had when I was really young and I would like you know draw monsters in my sketchbook, but every so often like you know when I got into horror films, you try to like design uh, these like slasher type characters and they almost always ended up with like a machete or a chainsaw because you want to differentiate. You're like, yeah, I need something unique." Something different, something to separate them. Freddy's got the claw, you know. Jason's got the, mach- they really have all the best ones. And then like, you realize, like, like, the reason that they have these signature weapons is like, yeah, like that, that, that looks like it could kill a kid. <laughs> and if I had to pick between, like, you know, the knife glove or a pair of garden shears, like, I'm gonna go with the knife glove every time. Like, um,
0: as far as being attacked with or just like using to attack
1: using like you know if if i were if i were in the market th- there are some things that are just infinitely more like i'm like okay like the, 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 you know uh user friendly items
0: well yeah the garden shears require two hands however i will mention that the sound of a nice fresh pair of shears going like whoat, whoat, like the when you like fucking snap them together like that is a scary sound and the thought of getting like something caught in between those that is there is a certain amount of fright that comes with that. It's just like in comparison to a one-handed brutal weapon like a machete or a, a knife or a chain... Well, chainsaw usually two-handed, but at that point, you got enough raw power behind you that it doesn't really...
1: Sure, don't get me wrong. You're going to want to spice it up every once in a while. Like, you know, maybe take out the take the shears out for a little, little uh, field trip. But most of the time, like, you know... You don't bust the bust out the paprika for every single dish, but you know salt's gonna find its way into most things. You you want to stick to what you know
0: exactly. And you know maybe that was his downfall, but yeah. he, he's really good with them while he's got them.
1: That's the thing too. Um, I think if, if you look at like a bunch of old martial arts films, a lot of these guys that are super dangerous. It's like I wouldn't use the nunchucks, but that guy seems to know what he's doing with them. Mm. Are you a
0: Psy guy? Or are you a katana dude?
1: Yeah, like, I've, I feel like um, <laughs> me saying I'm a Katana guy is...
0: <laughs> Your anime Hawaiian shirt is in the mail, so uh, you like, should get that yeah. by the time this sun's out.
1: Like, all I can say to that is if you are a Katana guy, please don't mention it on a first date. Like, I know that you're dying to talk about it. Hey man. wait till it comes up organically
0: what if it's true love and uh maybe she's really into
1: 100 that, that, like that that's a beautiful thing like if you say that you own a katana and she swoons you better catch her <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: let's fucking get off this tangent we're, we're on a canoe trip oh this is when eddie takes Karen uh skinny dipping and he's trying to get eddie has throughout this whole film been like Especially by today's societal societal standards, uh, has been very um, forceful. Definitely, don't approve of that.
1: Yeah, I this scene actually, like, man, I I felt really upset. Like, that was a real downer. I was really um, hoping
0: that she wasn't going to get caught.
1: This is, this is a perfect example of where my hopes don't match my expectations. Hoping for one thing. But as far as my confidence in what's going to happen goes, like, oh yeah, th- this this girl's got slashed, written, all over her. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, her, her death isn't, like, super remarkable as far as, like, kills go, other than being sad and uncomfortable. I do really like, um, the next morning, or maybe even, it, I think it was the next morning, um... Karen hasn't come back because she had stormed away from Eddie because he was trying to get her to bang and she didn't want to. So, good for her for standing up for herself. The next morning, uh, the other counselors are like, Yo, where's this chick that you went off with? She hasn't come back yet. And uh, he just assumes that she's gone back to the camp, which, I mean, is a pretty fair assumption.
1: Is this the same time that all those other kids are out in the boat?
0: Well, no, well it's, we're about there, because now they realize that all of their canoes are gone. And someone says, like, oh, well, Karen probably just, like, released them all because she was pissed off at you. And he pretty rightly is like, that's fucking stupid. She wouldn't do that, because why would you do that? So anyway, they built these pretty skookum rafts to, uh get a couple people back to camp to maybe get some help
1: oh okay are they on a raft when they come upon oh yeah the murder boat okay because like i'm I'm wondering there's like six of them
0: yeah there are yeah i think there's three on each side before they even get on this it's not even really necessarily anyway right before this happens jason alexander and woodstock um are joking around about something and, um, there's a, there's like, they're with a a couple girls and one of them is like trying to say some useful things. And, uh, she's being made fun of because she, all of her ideas are pretty like not bright, but like this chick, I don't know her name or her character, but she does a really good job in this scene. And, uh, for that, we thank you. I think she gets on the raft with woodstock i'm pretty sure she's one of the ones
1: this is a fun slasher scene like they they see one of the canoes
0: i would say this is the most fun of all of the kills like these ones collectively because you get so much variety
1: he's so much yes oh the the variety is wonderful but i also just love like the actual circumstance of like picturing this guy lying down like oh man like i can't wait Like he hears the kids getting closer. <laughs> it's just like, he's like, try not to laugh.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, like, I was going to say, it's pretty silly to like lay in this canoe and, and hope that they come across you. But if you've released all their canoes and they have only one way to get back and that's on a fucking raft that they built.
1: It's almost as though he just stood up from laying down in one motion, which is pretty impressive. And then I think that the first thing he does is like, cut off Woodstock's fingers. Yeah. And then he's just looking at his fingerless hand like, oh, so man. And like,
0: that was what I was going to say. That was the scene that, like, that's when you use the garden shears properly is cutting off fingers. Mm. And he must be sharp as shit to cut through four different... I mean, they're still boy fingers, but they're fingers nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the,
0: the, um, uh, the effect here is really cool. Like, it's pretty obviously fake. Mm, yeah, yeah, but because I think his hand grows like five pounds <laughs> in <laughs> weight, and it's very plastic, but uh, still a very fun effect.
1: Good spread of different kills, like there's stabbing and shearing and slashing and poking and prodding, and mm-hmm. it, if you can imagine it happening with garden shears, you better believe it's here.
0: No ding dong uh, chopping, which I, for for that I'm very thankful.
1: Yeah, I I would like to. Give a mention for I I appreciated that
0: Mm -hmm. because I mean it's a pretty easy concept if you've got garden shears.
1: Oh yeah, can you imagine like and they would have had such an easy setup with someone like just taking a leak off the boat or the the raft and like hey guys, yeah don't look. Um,
0: I don't even want to keep talking about it because I can already I'm getting those phantom pains.
1: And and it's an easy thing to bounce away from because something I'm dying to mention is the fact that this scene ends with like that like oh it's something that we never see anymore um but just like that solid red yes the 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 80s slasher fade to red
0: yeah i think i think it's done one more time in this film and i don't know that i've ever seen it before i'm trying to remember another instance in which i've seen it but
1: you've seen it in uh the hills have eyes for sure
0: okay yeah you're totally right which is as i was saying i don't think i've seen this I was in my mind was going hey i wonder if you saw that in the hills have eyes <laughs> so thank you for clarifying. Um,
1: yeah it, it's yeah like i just mm, 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 mm. uh love it love it yeah it's a great uh, scene
0: break and it's very evocative of the fact that much blood has been spilled like everything at this point is trying to get people back to the camp i mean i do really like when um i think what is it do they get on another raft or do they find a canoe and in any case at some point Jason Alexander and the rest of the people come across the corpses of all of their friends and then they get back to the camp and the lead counselor slash like camp overseer like thinks that they're joking around about the fact that there've been a bunch of murders and um i like that i think michelle is the counselor she's like look at those fucking kids like do you think that they're they're joking around and like that kids look like they've been through like world War II, which like, I, I thought that was fantastic
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're just pulling your leg don't let them get to you <laughs> yeah like, there's also like that um the false hope scene of them like i'm pretty sure like he ties like all six of the rafts together and they're like, hey, our rafts or no, our canoes, yeah. whatever it is, but it's it's just filled with all the bodies. Yeah, and exactly. Like, the girls are swimming with the corpse, and they like won't stop bumping into it. Oh yeah, yeah, I think that was um,
0: Woodstock who like bobs up out
1: of the yeah. water. And yes, sir. There there was one other scene that I wanted to mention uh, that I forgot about, which was uh, when Glazer and Sally are like uh, af- after he has this 10 second performance like you know she you mean she kinda, after
0: he rocks her world
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's like okay i'll i'll be right back because she kind of like sweet talks him. she's like hey like, maybe maybe we can try it again um of course though in the time it takes for him to like leave for like a, a few you know like a little while yeah i think uh, go-
0: what was he going to grab like more clothes or like firewood or something
1: I can't recall. Yeah, he's he's grabbing something, but she gets slashed, and corpse uh, Cropsy like puts the blanket back over her. So when he comes back, he's like, "Yo, babe, P- pour things out like a light." And then uh, yeah. you know he like pulls back the blanket, sees that she's been slashed, and he gets stabbed upon realizing because Cropsy just manages to like s- sneak up on him. But the effect that they had where he's like clearly, like, it, it's it's meant to give the impression that he's being like held in the air. Oh, and yeah. And rushed towards a tree. But yeah, it's, it's just fun to look at. Because <laughs> like, he's clearly like propped up on something or yeah, being again, raised by something.
0: I love, I feel like for a lot of these older movies, we're watching two totally different cuts. Because all of these effects are like pretty obviously he's being propped up by something. My TV is so small that I don't see any of that shit. So to me, it's like,
1: yo, that effect looked pretty good. Oh, it looked <laughs> good, is yeah, subjective, word. it's just like, I enjoyed it, right? Like, yeah. you know, but you what know, like to me, of...
0: it's not so obvious that these things are not
1: hmm. what they should be. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I also like that Alfred is like spying on them, so he's just like,
0: "Oh, <laughs> yeah." So, I mean, really, after that, uh more people die. I I think somehow towards the end, both times I watched this, I started to fall off because I, I, it kind of seems like all the good stuff has already happened, and now it's just. I mean, yes, there is a resolution. Actually, you know what? The final scene is is pretty cool. There's a tiny little lull here where I think they end up in a mine.
1: Only major critique I can give this film is, yeah, there's like, I'd say there's like a segment between like the 80 to 90% mark in this film for length where I was like, I wish I had some people around to like kind of keep it entertaining with conversation at Mm -hmm. that point. Uh, So much of the film is good leading up to this, but yeah, it definitely kind of, eases off the gas for a little bit. And then yeah, like the 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 last scene's fine, but it, I just don't think that like there was a way to end this film in a satisfying fashion after giving what it gave in like the first half. Totally. Um and yeah like the, the this final scene is basically just like they're in a mine with uh I think it's cropsy Alfred and Todd.
0: Hell yeah. Oh it, and it, this like, is where we get the reveal, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you finally see his face his creepy face oh, and he, i, mean, I meant the reveal of todd mm, yes oh yeah where, where yeah you get like his backstory of he he was actually involved in the whole uh brain shenanigans yeah like, hey, it was wasn't my fault and i'm also yeah actually i've grown a lot as a person that was totally my fault i feel bad
0: so i guess that um, also kind of like places the timeline of being like at least five years or something.
1: It's been a while. It's, uh, you know, been a while. he's had some time to think about it and, like, really let that anger build.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I guess, okay, actually, come to think of it, we get that campfire story of kids having been killed and stuff like that, right? So, are we to believe that for the past however many years that's been happening? Or did he just get out and then was like, all right, it's time for business?
1: I think he's been killing kids for a while.
0: Hell yeah. I mean, he's pretty fucking good at it.
1: Alfred's taken out of commission pretty soon with, like, he gets sheared into into a wall.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, and then Cropsey has a uh, flamethrower. <laughs> Which is I not my, like my you... weapon of choice if I were a burn victim. Yeah,
0: I feel like I'm doing everything I can to stay away from fire. Although I do understand, like, the uh, eye for an eye kind of like, all right, uh, I'm all burned up. Now I'm gonna burn them all up. But does he also does he recognize
1: Todd? He must. I, I think it's an intentional mm-hmm. you kill. Know, and I, I mean, fair to, to your point, you know, like, you know, What are you gonna do? Double burn me? <laughs> like, like <laughs> I mean, I guess guy. Yeah, Todd's got more to lose than than Cropsy does. I don't know. Like
0: this. the Hound, Sandor Clegane, uh, was terrified of fire after he, he was burnt but he was also burned <laughs> by his older brother as a child so i mean maybe it's yeah, a little more I, scary.
1: Yeah. And, it, the it, the fire would be a no for me but i appreciate his artistic integrity. Yeah. Um i also love he,
0: i love the design of of the cropsey face. I know that Savini said that like um he did because of his time restriction like it didn't come out necessarily how he wanted it to. But I think really the melty look of it was very cool.
1: I think he looked kind of like a... um, He looked like a high-definition or just more expensive Toxic Avenger. Totally. I I also like that he just doesn't use the flamethrower. He just, like, holds it towards him, like, Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was just like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's just yeah, got enough time. Like he's not he, happy. Doesn't
0: Todd like use an axe or something to like fend the flamethrower off somehow?
1: I, I kind of like he's he's got an axe. But the the thing that ends up fully stopping him when Todd's on the ground is that Alfred finally like finds his inner courage, like pulls the shears out of him and stabs Cropsy. Uh but of course he comes back for the final scare, in which case I'm pretty sure that's when um Todd just Axes him. Oh, yeah. I,
0: that, I almost did it. Oh, ah, ah. uh, <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a really, I love a good axe to the forehead. That's it. That was a, that was a, mm, that was a nice one.
1: Mm. Yeah. Uh, overall, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. He's got that perfect cleave right down his, yeah. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. I, I was very satisfied. This was a viewing this. I, I was not expecting to like it as much as I did and I think that being a fan of slasher films it, it's it's so nice when you get one of this like, like this is exactly what I'm hoping for exactly. when I look through like 80s slashes. like like this is this is this is the good stuff so it's got uh,
0: memorable yeah. lines it's got a memorable killer it's got great performances oh we didn't even talk once about the fucking music i almost forgot the score is done by rick wakeman from yes and it is fantastic the day after i saw this movie for the first time i listened to that that soundtrack all day it is so good
1: yeah it's tight
0: so i i i I can't believe that that just I'm, i'm so glad that we got to it because good grief this is this to your point this this has everything it has everything you could hope for in a slasher movie. It was a pleasant surprise. Performances were great. Music's great. It made me realize that I actually do like slashers. Um, I can't, I don't want to go too crazy here, but I think as far as like a hidden burned up gold nugget, I got to give it like a, like an 87.
1: I I, I think I'm going to, and I, I think this is a beautifully fitting number. I'm gonna give it a nice uh 81.
0: Ah, yes very good I think yeah, I've been rating my movies way too high but
1: I I think that we're a uh, shining example of why there are people who get paid to pick the numbers like I mean honestly like <laughs> I have viewed it and like I I know we rated on 100 but I gotta give this 105 I just don't see any other option <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you ever watched yeah. on cinema with Tim Heidegger and uh and Greg no. Turkington?
1: Oh, I, I I've seen uh clips. I I'm pretty I, sure
0: that Tim rates every single movie five bags of popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> so like like I totally get like I mean that's a much more self aware comment on exactly what we're yeah. doing. Uh and I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, I I think that we've kinda of talked about it before though like I, I rate the film based like more on its subgenre than the film as a whole. Like if we're you, right. not really comparing apples to apples every week, right? So. Mm-hmm. Pretty confident in 81 is fair. Like it, it's, th- it's this the- is definitive for the what it fits into.
0: Totally. Especially because it's not The Friday the 13th, The Nightmare on Elm Street, The Halloween. Like it's not the classics. It's not the the ones that everyone talks about, which is probably why it was so surprisingly good. It's like this one and Sleepaway Camp. I mean, Sleepaway Camp is bad in the best possible way. It's probably my favorite of all slashers. But
1: it's it's very much like in the category of uh, if you're like that metal kid that only listens to metal bands that people haven't heard of. You're like, oh yeah, like Friday the Thirteenth. Like honestly, like I don't I don't even watch those anymore. Like uh, like have you heard of The Burning? Probably not
0: yeah that, that it's really good you bad. just perfectly describe me and on that note play so slim
1: already uh th- man th- this was a fun one I-, I had a good time talking about it i hope that everyone had a wonderful time listening to it uh we would love to hear your thoughts absolutely no pressure but if you do feel like getting in touch letting us know what you uh, think about this film or any other film uh you know just stroll on down to Pod at gmail.com or cddlpod on Instagram. I'll be fully honest. I I 100% felt like I was about to have a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was having a really hard time stumbling through that. Um, I completely don't you know how you, you were
0: happening I think I did have a stroke <laughs> I was
1: trying I think it's there's something about saying specific letters opposed to actual words oh, like yeah. oh man I'm, I, I, I'm I'm losing it have a wonderful night